Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, July 22nd. U.S. stocks closed the day lower as they limped across the finish line. However, we're still able to post a sharp weekly advance. The markets accelerated to the downside after a host of global preliminary July manufacturing and services sector reports all signaled slowing business activity, notably a drop into contraction territory for the U.S. services sector. Defensive stocks fared well on the day as the markets appeared to take a risk-off posture following the soft economic data, while the communications services sector was the notable laggard. The second quarter earnings season continues to roll on as Snap fell sharply after its results, Dow member Verizon Communications saw pressure after posting mixed results, and Mattel dropped after issuing softer-than-expected guidance. However, Dow component American Express rallied after topping expectations. Treasuries gained ground to apply some downside pressure on yields, but the inversion of the yield curve remained. The U.S. dollar continued to pull back from a multi-decade high, while crude oil fell and gold prices traded to the upside. Asia finished mixed following data, and Europe closed modestly higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average decreased 138 points, or 0.4%, to 31,899. The S&P 500 Index lost 37 points, or 0.9%, to 3,962. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 226 points, or 1.9%, to 11,834. In moderate volume, 4 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.7 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil fell $1.65 to $94.70 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price was $14 higher to $1,727.40 per ounce, and the dollar index lost 0.3% to 106.63. Markets were sharply higher for the week as the Dow Jones Industrial Average added 2%, the S&P 500 rose 2.6%, and the Nasdaq Composite gained 3.3%. In equity news on Friday, Snap Incorporated, ticker symbol SNAP, reported an adjusted second quarter loss of $0.02 cents per share compared to the fact-set estimate of a $0.21 cent shortfall as revenues grew 13% year-over-year to $1.11 billion versus the street's forecast of $1.14 billion. The social media company said its daily average users came in above expectations, but given the uncertainties related to the operating environment, it is not providing its expectations for revenue or adjusting operating profits for the third quarter. Snap said it is not satisfied with its results, which were impacted by macroeconomic headwinds, platform policy changes, and increased competition that have limited advertising spending. Snap added that its third-quarter revenues so far are flat year-over-year, and its share repurchase program, which it announced today may repurchase up to $500 million, could be modified, suspended, or terminated at any time. Shares fell over 35%. Dow component American Express Company, ticker symbol AXP, posted second-quarter earnings per share of $2.57, above the expected $2.42, as revenues rose 31% year-over-year to $13.40 billion, north of the forecasted $12.51 billion. The company said card member spending was up 30% year-over-year, driven by the robust rebound in global travel and entertainment spending, which surpassed pre-pandemic levels for the first time. American Express reaffirmed its full-year guidance. Shares traded solidly higher. 
Dow member Verizon Communications Incorporated, ticker symbol VZ, announced adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $1.31, one penny below the street's expectations as revenues were relatively flat year over year to $33.80 billion, above the estimated $33.74 billion. Verizon lowered its full-year earnings and revenues outlook. Verizon's net customer additions fell short of analysts' forecasts. The company noted a, quote, very competitive industry, end quote, and due to recent actions, including recent pricing actions, it is being deliberate in its decision to improve its profitable growth opportunities. Verizon added that although recent performance did not meet its expectations, it remains confident in its long-term strategy. Shares traded noticeably to the downside. Mattel Incorporated, ticker symbol MAT, reported second quarter earnings per share of 18 cents, higher than FactSet's 6 cent per share estimate, as net sales increased 20% year over year to $1.24 billion, beating revenue expectations of $1.10 billion. The toy company reaffirmed its fiscal year 2022 guidance for net sales, adjusted earnings per share, and 2023 goals, but its earnings per share guidance came in slightly below expectations. Shares were solidly lower. The second quarter earnings season has kicked into a higher gear and the markets rallied this week despite some mixed results. So far, of the 104 S&P 500 companies that have reported, 56% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 72% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to the same period last year, revenue growth is around 7%, but earnings are down nearly 6%. A pullback in the U.S. dollar this week, along with Treasury bond yields and crude oil prices staying below the $100 per barrel mark, likely helped foster the gains for the equity markets. The consumer discretionary sector led to the upside this week, and most were higher, with materials and energy sectors also posting solid gains. However, communication services and utilities lagged behind. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the economy in her latest article titled, What's Going On with Jobs? How the June jobs report was cheered by economic bulls given its strength in level terms, but rates of change among leading indicators don't favor a soft landing outcome for the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Friday, treasuries were higher and the inversion of the two-year and ten-year notes remained intact but has narrowed as the markets continue to grapple with an aggressive Fed to fight high inflation and what the ultimate impact will be on the economy. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses this in her latest article titled Fed Rate Hikes, Why Are Bond Yields Falling? Noting that the Federal Reserve's pledge to curb inflation appears to have resonated with the market. She adds that if the central bank raises rates as much as recent projections indicate, the risk of recession rises. Kathy concludes that consequently, bond yields have been pulling back from recent highs and the yield curve has flattened. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was down 10 basis points to 2.99%. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note declined 14 basis points to 2.77%. And the 30-year bond rate decreased 8 basis points to 2.99%. The preliminary S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index for July declined to 52.3 from June's unrevised 52.7 figure and versus the Bloomberg estimate of a decrease to 52. 
The preliminary S&P Global U.S. Services PMI index showed growth for the key U.S. sector this month unexpectedly fell into contraction territory, dropping to 47 compared to expectations to remain at June's 52.7 figure. Readings of 50 for both indexes are the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. SNP Global said its composite PMI, a combination of the manufacturing and services reports, for July saw the first contraction in business activity since June 2020, signaling a further loss of momentum across the economy of a degree not seen, outside of COVID-19 lockdowns, since 2009. SNP Global added that the downturn was led by a steep drop in service sector activity, though production at manufacturers also fell marginally, down for the first time in over two years. The business activity reports capped off the week and set the stage for next week that will see some key data and events, headlined by the Federal Open Market Committee's, or FOMC, monetary policy decision on July 27th. The FOMC is expected to raise its target for the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting, but there is speculation that it could go larger to try to stomp out persistently high inflation. The decision will not have updated economic projections, but will offer the customary press conference from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, which will likely be highly scrutinized. In addition to the FOMC's monetary policy decision, next week will deliver the first look of three at second quarter GDP, personal income and spending figures for June, initial jobless claims for the week ended July 23rd, July consumer confidence, preliminary June durable goods orders, and new home sales for last month. In international news on Friday, European equities closed mostly higher as the dust continued to settle from yesterday's monetary policy decision from the European Central Bank to raise rates by a larger amount than expected. The European Central Bank's decision comes as global inflation remains high and is persisting, and despite the risk of recession and the ensuing energy crisis in the region due to the ongoing war in Ukraine. This was the first rate increase in 11 years and the biggest since 2000, and the central bank unveiled a tool to try to combat fragmentation in bond yields across the region. The markets also showed some resiliency in the face of some preliminary July manufacturing and services sector reports out of the Eurozone and the UK. The Eurozone manufacturing output unexpectedly fell into contraction territory, and the region's services sector growth slowed by a larger amount than anticipated. In the UK, manufacturing and services sector growth both decelerated, but by smaller amounts than anticipated. In other economic news, UK retail sales came in mostly better than anticipated for June. The euro and the British pound were little changed versus the US dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone and UK traded lower. With inflation being a main driver of tighter monetary policies, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, offers his latest article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, noting how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index, Germany's DAX index, and Italy's FTSE MIB index all gained 0.1%, France's CAC 40 index advanced 0.3%, and Spain's IBEX 35 index rose 0.5%, while Switzerland's Swiss market index declined 0.4%. Stocks in Asia were mixed in the final session of the week, with the markets continuing to react to yesterday's unchanged monetary policy decision from the Bank of Japan, which was followed by a larger-than-expected rate hike by the European Central Bank. 
Additionally, some preliminary July manufacturing and services sector data around the globe was in focus, along with inflation data out of Japan. Manufacturing and services sector output out of Australia and Japan both showed decelerations but continued to grow. Meanwhile, Japan's June core consumer price inflation accelerated more than expected. The Japanese yen strengthened versus the U.S. dollar. The impact of the COVID-induced lockdowns in China continued to be in focus, which has hampered economic growth in the region, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article, titled China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.4% following the data and amid the yen's rebound. The yen has fallen to multi-decade lows since March as the Fed gets aggressive with its monetary policy, while the Bank of Japan has abstained from tightening its policy aimed at meeting its target for its 10-year bond rate. China's Shanghai Composite Index dipped 0.1% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index gained 0.2%. South Korea's Kospi Index decreased 0.7%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 0.7% to the upside, while Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index finished little changed. Next week's international economic calendar will bring some key reads on inflation, notably out of Australia, Tokyo, and the Eurozone. Other reports that could garner some attention include industrial profits out of China, industrial production out of Japan, and business sentiment out of Germany. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, July 22nd.